0: Hi boys and girls, and welcome back. It is week 10 of the college football season. I am mostly recovered and excited because I'm going to a game in Columbus this weekend. Um, I don't know what Carla's football watching plans are this weekend, but we're going to find out because I'm going to ask her, hey, Carla. Hey, what are, what are your football plan watching plans for this weekend?
1: Um, to watch a whole lot of it, um, that's, from from a home on my couch, and it's it's nice to see you back on. I was gonna say back to the dark side, which actually is kind of literate, uh, literal this week. Um, there's, there's, it's no a word. blackout
0: game. We're playing Nebraska. It's a blackout game, but it's at noon, which strikes me yeah. as odd. <laughs> but okay, that I mean, awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am, I am a, I am a, I am pliable. I am uh, suggestible, and um, you know, I'm, the, I am, I am the guy that Ohio State wants to sell black merchandise to every single year and I I comply willingly. So let's do it. Why not? Welcome Why back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun stretch run here and for November. Black beer even check it out. I'm wow. I'm totally right. totally on board. We've
1: got a complete 180 from last week.
0: Um I was wearing black last week actually and and the crew did the crew did win um, although, as it turned out, uh, Montreal lost badly, so the crew didn't actually need to win. But they uh, they beat Minnesota, uh, advanced. Um, we're taping on a Tuesday night, so on Thursday uh, they play a knockout round match um, in the in the first round of the MLS playoffs. So I uh, will be watching that. That will be a brief break. Uh, actually, that's going to be true because um, Ohio University is also playing football at the same time. I'm going to need a couple screens. There, You're going to need
1: so. a couple screen and an iPad or something.
0: You know. It just happens. It happens well, this time.
1: one more year, I can say go crew until Nashville gets our MLS team, which is coming. Um, uh,
0: and, and we'll be happy to.
1: You. So so go crew Thank for you. at least one more year. Thank
0: you. I appreciate that. Um, as uh, as we do, you know things are getting serious uh, when we get to the point where we switch at the Carly Crappy Show. Because everybody else switches from the Associated Press rankings to the College Football Playoff rankings, which just as I mentioned, it is Tuesday night, and um, I don't know how much you got to see. I watched the whole the, the whole special where they announced the initial rankings. Um, so instead of our just one thing, um, we're going to take a look and just kind of offer our initial impressions. And Carla, I'll let you I'll let you do the honors. Um, who who was uh, who's in our, our our? If the Final Four were held this weekend, who would be there?
1: Sure. So um I will fully admit that I did not see any of the show. I read I read the rankings. Um, and actually that I, I kind of I think that's a good thing. I, I, I like having my own thoughts before I hear what anybody else has had to say. Um and that's I got probably home, good. I got home from campus early or um, a little later than usual. Um, yeah. so I miss I missed the whole thing. But okay. okay. Um so if the if the playoffs were to start today, um, your your one seed is Bama, two is Clemson, three LSU, four Notre Dame. Um, <sighs> I know, and then five and six, first two teams out are Michigan and Georgia, respectively. Yep. Yep. Um, if if you want to go a little further down the list, Oklahoma is sitting at seven, and and Washington State Wazoo is sitting at eight. Goku's. um True That's, AJ, that's for your kids. Um, so what you I, think? Yeah, I, you know, I get, get it right. I, you know, I think so. Um, I, I don't really have a lot to quibble about looking at this right now. Um, you know, I, I, I can see that there would probably be a lot of debate as to um, Notre Dame being at four, LSU being at three, LSU has a loss, um, Notre Dame does not. Um, I can see that possibly being a, a point of contention here. My, my argument there would be, um, hello, strength of schedule. Um, LSU, has, yeah. LSU just blows everybody out of the water at this point with yep. strength of schedule. Um, and so I am perfectly fine having them at three. Also, as the, dear God, please, be, someone beat Notre Dame already, um, I'm really happy to see Notre Dame sitting at four because that means that there might actually be a possibility that if Notre Dame loses a game, they don't make the playoff. Right. Um, so so selfish reasons, I like seeing Notre Dame at four, but um, from logical, like, actual football reasons, I totally understand why they're at four. Um, Michigan- and, and
0: I think, I think if, I, if I may interrupt, I, I think – uh, I, I don't think that's wishful thinking. I think Notre Dame's schedule, I mean, it, it looked exceptional at the beginning of the season. Right. Um, but as it's played out, no, no fault of their own, um, but as it's played out, it, it is not what it looked to be. I, I think, it you know, even though they're in the initial ranking, um, I, I, Notre Dame had, needs to win out to get there um which kind of goes against everything that we've talked about yeah. um and certainly if they do win out they're there I, there's 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 no question in my mind but i think they're they their their schedule is sketchy enough um that they have to be undefeated to to make it into the final four at the end of the year
1: Yeah. Well, and that's a great point because, you know, you're sitting here looking and saying, okay, uh, if Michigan runs the table and they're only lost to the years Notre Dame, you can make the argument that Notre Dame goes because, you know, Notre Dame was was unbeaten unless Notre Dame has a loss. And then you put the, then you put Michigan in the, the the bigger argument comes when you start talking about Georgia and and, uh, Oklahoma, I think, um, because if, if, if Georgia's only loss is to LSU, that means they beat Alabama,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and to me, that supersedes anything Notre game has done. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Alabama, I, I, I think a one-loss Georgia team winning the SEC championship game gets in. Um, Oklahoma, the Big, the, the Big Twelve has been interesting this year, and you've got—I mean, if you look at it, you've got some pretty decent Big Twelve representation in the in the playoff ranking top twenty-five. Um, you know, if Oklahoma runs the table um and finishes with just that one loss to texas do they have a better strength of schedule than notre dame was notre dame has i it, that's an interesting argument to get into um mm-hmm. it'll be real interesting to see how this all plays out um even if notre dame finishes undefeated um does the weakness of the of its schedule um kind of play against it in this in this case so that, that'll be an interesting debate for the committee
0: uh that, that could be and i, I, I... I, I, I do go back to our original premise of the oh god could somebody please beat Notre Dame uh, segment <laughs> that I, I because Notre Dame is Notre Dame um, yeah. if I I'm, I am I am I am confident uh, that if they finish undefeated they're they're going to get a spot um, I I. I, I, I <laughs> and it's 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 frustrating because I'm not sure that they're there I, I even to get to that point I'm not sure they're going to be one of the best four teams in college football but um that's where you you look at at TV rankings that's where you look at uh butts and seats for bowl games um Notre Dame's going to be there if they're undefeated, Notre Dame's going to be there um yeah. I, my i mean my thing i because I, I, I my myopic my my myopic view of college football um it centers on one team in, in, in my in my universe ohio State um is in tenth place mm-hmm. um, in, in the in initial ranking i'm i'm good with that uh generally i think uh in in spite of how awful the loss at purdue was i actually I, i'm actually um it, it it's Okay, I to, to say I'm comfortable with my position assumes that Ohio State has none of the on-field problems <laughs> that we've talked about already. Right? Um, because right now, if, if if this Ohio State team makes it to the college playoffs, uh, college playoff, they're going to get waxed. Um that's that's just that's 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 the fact. Um if I'm looking down the road and hoping for improvement, however, I, I like the position I'm in. Uh Michigan, no question, is in a better spot. Uh Michigan's loss was to a better team. Right. Michigan's loss was in the first weekend of the season. Um, but I generally I think if stuff plays out kind of like like you would expect it to. I I would think if Michigan or Ohio State wins the Big Ten East either one of those teams are going to be in. And and some of that has to do with the same thing that Notre, Notre Dame benefits from. Uh you know, uh, uh TV ratings, butts in seats. That that's both of those both of those teams uh accomplish the same thing that Notre Dame does. And and, and I, I acknowledge that, that Ohio State uh, gets gets those benefits as well.
1: Yeah, the one thing that that's a little bit interesting to me is I was yeah. looking a little bit further down. Um, Florida at eleven is really interesting um, because you have a two-loss Florida team above UCF, which is undefeated. Group of five. I'm happy to see the Knights there. Yes. Um, it's, it's nice to see a group of five team. That's the highest the group of five team has ever entered the college football playoff rankings. So, um, kudos to them, but West Virginia is sitting at number 13. And I find it really interesting that the, the committee decided to put Florida ahead of West Virginia. West Virginia only has one loss at Iowa state. Um, we've talked about how ridiculous Ames is to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 that's, that's a little eh to me. Um, I, I still think I would put a one-loss West Virginia team over a two-loss Florida team at this point because even their schedule is kind of you know there's not a lot of topsy turvy there. So um, I don't know that it'll sort itself out. But is I just it, thought that, I thought that was interesting. For a first is year. is
0: that commentary on on Big Twelve versus SEC?
1: It might be even, yeah. even
0: the SEC East, which generally is is not the the same competition the sec West is
1: especially because Florida was not impressed. And, and, and we te- we've we seen the committee in the past kind of act, um, to the immediate action. So it's, it's very yeah. interesting that, that you see Florida at 11 after essentially getting waxed by Georgia, um, mm-hmm. on a neutral site. Um, whereas West Virginia, yeah, they lost at Ames. Um, but they just steamrolled Baylor last week, and mm-hmm. so it's really interesting that the the committee still felt that Florida was a you know two notches above a West Virginia team. I'm not sure that's true, but again, that like, you know, I maybe the the committee's acting a little differently this year. We'll find out mm-hmm. next week um, when good. we have something to compare it to. But it's right. it's interesting how the committee changes every year, even though the members are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Just how do they respond to things? How do they respond to big wins, um, kind of overpowering losses, and and what's the flux um, within the rankings next week, depending on how things shake out. and This is a huge week of college football, which we're going to get to. Yes. We will see how the committee responds to kind of some of these immediate reaction kind of things.
0: The the, the wild card that I will get to, and this is the thing that Ohio State fans need to be worried about, um, would be LSU beating Alabama this weekend. Yeah. Um, I I don't think – Alabama is so so much better than everyone else right now, um, at least as as it appears. Um, you know, unless they somehow end up, they they'd probably have to have three losses, or or Nick Saban would have to axe murder somebody like on national television and go to jail. Um, I, I think that's the only way that Alabama doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> um, but if LSU were to beat Alabama on Saturday, then we're looking at at, at a deal where the committees. Florida has to put two SEC teams in, right. um, I, and that's and that that would make it tough for everyone else, um, particularly for a team like uh, hello Ohio State that has uh, one loss and one loss kind of laterish in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- there's a trivia thing about LSU though, and 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 I don't want to get into this game too much um, because we're gonna, I mean, this is one of the games we're talking about this weekend. I, and I, I learned this tonight watching the watching the, the show on ESPN. no team ranked third in the initial college football playoff ranking has ever made it to the final four huh has not happened so keep that in mind as we get to that game
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we will start with what we're hoping to make a well no we're go, we're gonna make this a regular thing for the rest of the season oh god could somebody please beat Notre Dame already. The Irish are at Northwestern, and this one is actually interesting, given the north nor- or northern name is favored by nine and a half points. Um, I'm going with a maybe. Yeah,
1: that's that's actually that's kind of where I am on this game. Um, okay, because, I mean Northwestern is kind of one of those teams that is just like one of the most baffling in all of college football this year yes. because yes. they have losses to Akron and Duke, but then they went out and I mean they just handled wisconsin last week yes. which, was, which was yeah crazy.
0: yeah they thumped wisconsin no, yeah, no doubt about it
1: and and, and true horn you know hornybrook didn't play and that's a big deal um yes. but they they forced jonathan taylor into a couple of fumbles and i mean they just they dominated that game from start to finish um so suddenly you have northwestern who is in the driver's seat in the big 10 west which <laughs> <laughs> who knew
0: I yeah I know. I know it's
1: just one of those weird things so so notre dame on the road in nor- at Northwestern, this is a definite. This is a maybe. Um, this is uh, keep an eye on this one just on the fringes. Um, because here's the thing Northwestern, and this is really pathetic and tells a lot about Notre Dame's strength of schedule this year. Yes. Northwestern is ranked 50th in the country in total defense, and it's still the best defense that the Irish have faced since week one in- against Michigan. Oh,
0: man, that's. See, this is what
1: I'm saying about Notre Dame. Come on, it's terrible, but but they're facing a legitimate defense, and yes. it'll be really interesting to see how they how they handle that on the road. With let's Pat Fitzgerald has this team trending up at exactly the right time. It does. You know, they they had that weird three loss thing, um, you know, kind of at like weeks two, three, and four of the season. Everyone's like, "Oh, Northwestern's done." They are trending up. This team has confidence. They just went out mm-hmm. and beat Northwestern. Now they got Notre Dame at home, and they know they can play a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye mm-hmm. on this one. Maybe fingers crossed.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, uh, you know, Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach, and and the, the team is headed the right direction. And and if you want to see Notre Dame lose as badly as 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 I do, mm-hmm. um, this this could be the week. Uh, Notre Dame left has left uh, Florida State at home. He did you see that game last weekend? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, number nineteen Syracuse,
1: which is also intriguing now. Intriguing,
0: yeah. but but also in South Bend. And then SC uh, out in Southern California to finish the season. I lost who, it who knows what kind of what game you'll get, get from the Trojans. So um, if, if you want to see Notre Dame win or lose, lose,
1: this might cheer, be good.
0: sure hard this weekend. sure yeah. hard this weekend. We have four actual games to talk about um, because there's a lot of fun stuff going on this weekend. We're going to start uh, with uh, – and, and, and to, to – just to, to make sure you guys understand from this point forward, we are using the college football playoff rankings rather than the AP rankings that we've been using for the, 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 the season to this point. So just keep that in mind. Number six, Georgia at number nine, Kentucky, Georgia is favored by nine and a half points. What do you think?
1: Um, just as we all predicted, the SEC East title goes through Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. who wouldn't have thought that? <laughs> right? Um It's just been a wacky college football season. So this, I am thrilled for Kentucky to be sitting in this spot. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's a great story. It's a great. They're they're having a heck of a season. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the here's the thing that troubles me about Kentucky entering this game. Yes, they're playing at home, and that's a big deal. Um, that they're not playing this game in Athens, where I think. I think the nine point line would be a, would be accurate if it wasn't Athens. No, um, really. Here's the, the, what bothers me about Kentucky is the the way that the team is trending. Just like we said, Northwestern is trending up. Kentucky is actually trending down a little bit since the, um okay. since the loss to Texas A&M.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Kentucky had to eke past Vandy 14 to seven. And Vandy's not a great football team. Having to watch them in person they're they're okay, but that's it. That's, the game that you should win if, if you are an sec east champion level team um you should beat vandy by more than seven points um and last week against missouri that was that was a win that probably shouldn't have been a win um because if you watch the very end of that game and for whatever reason i caught the very end of that game i don't remember why but i i, I caught the last couple plays of that game. Um, the, uh, Kentucky won that game on an untimed down, right. the last play of the game that was given to the Wildcats because of a pass interference call in the end zone on the last play of regulation that was questionable at best, iffy,
0: <laughs> little iffy.
1: Um, so to say that Kentucky has eked out its last two wins might be an understatement after losing to Texas A and M. Um, that troubles me heading into this game that we haven't seen a lot out of this Kentucky offense for the last three games true really um Georgia on the other hand yes they got stumbled up by uh, LSU and and LSU baffled them but man did they come back this week um, welcome back Jake from um, uh-huh. you know things look you know perfectly normal um I, I think offensively they're going to be fine against this Kentucky team um, the the big thing here is you know can the Georgia Defense, stop uh, Benny Snell. Um, Georgia is uh, – and, and here's the one glimmer of hope for Kentucky is that um, Georgia's 43rd in rush defense. They, they've been giving up about 140 yards per game. But mm-hmm. that number gets worse if you look at just neutral site and away games. Um, they drop all the way to 59th in right. games they are not playing at home um, between the hedges there in Athens. Mm-hmm. So um, that might give you a little bit of hope if you're a Kentucky fan. Kentucky is going to play up. They're going to be excited. This is a position they're not used to being in. I think they'll keep it close, but I, I still think Georgia's the better team on paper. I think Georgia's going to find a way to win this game. Um, but I, I, I hope the game is competitive. I hope that the Wildcats can make it interesting just because, the, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really happy that they're in this position and that, you know, we've got somebody other than um, Florida and Georgia duking it out for right. a right. title. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I, I, I You, you reference this, I, I think – Uh, In Lexington, this line is dumb. If it's in Athens, it might not be quite enough. Uh Um, But but I I I think this is a tighter game than nine and a half points. Um, I I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that this is probably the biggest home game in the history of Kentucky
1: football. It might be, yeah.
0: Um, I'm I am not granted. I am not familiar with. Ah, uh, intimately familiar with the history of Kentucky football, but I, I'm reasonably sure that in recent memory uh, there has not been a game this big in Lexington in a very long time. Um, I, I do get why the Bulldogs are favored, and and man, they they look solid uh, against Florida last weekend. So that was a nice uh, nice way to rebound against the uh, from the from the loss. Here's the thing: I just I, I, I'm looking at the numbers. Numbers do not lie. Um, Kentucky's defense is, I think, is good enough to slow down Georgia's offense. Um, and and uh, you know, Jake, uh, Jake Frum seemed like he, he rebounded as well personally uh, in, in the game last weekend. But but uh, Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's got a solid pass rush, and, um, and 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 they're and they've been really really good uh, against the passing offense as well. Um, so they're, they're, they're you know they're better than Georgia's defense in, in both in points allowed and in yardage allowed. And then what I'm hoping for, and this is maybe a little stretch, but but I'm what I'm hoping for is uh, that, the, that the UK's rushing game is good enough to keep Georgia's offense off the field. Um, you're, you're you're correct in that in that Kentucky's offense has has been has not looked as good. Uh, the the past couple of weeks, uh, as it did at the outset of the season, um, it does not look as good as the, the you know the team that, that, that beat Florida uh, early in the in the season. But man, I I, I think the combination of, that, of of those two things, uh, rushing game, control the ball, control the clock, um, it, it, a really really good defense, um, and then the fact that you're at home and you are playing a a monumental game. Uh, in in the history of your football program, and I that feels like a Kentucky win to me. So that's that's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick the Wildcats here. Um, we mentioned this uh, earlier briefly. Number 13, West Virginia, at number 17, Texas. Texas is favored by
1: a teeny two points <laughs> yeah. at home. What do you think? Well, I even saw a point and a half, which is like okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Toss the coin. Um, the two te- again, two teams that are really, really interesting. And I, I love how big this weekend is because we're going to really see some some separation here, I think, in a bunch of different conferences. Um, West Virginia, we talked about this earlier in the show about you know the whole Ames thing and losing there and you know what's going on with the Mountaineers. Um, I, I think everything's fine for for West Virginia. Um, if you saw anything at all of that, uh, of the Baylor game, um, which probably a lot of people didn't because they played that game on Thursday night. Um, so we were all distracted by Maction or whatever else was going on on Thursday night. Um, Will Greer and the West Virginia offense put up 31 points in the second quarter against Baylor and just steamrolled the Bears. Um, so, so offensively, West Virginia is fine. Um, so it's it's kind of an interesting question here as to whether this Texas defense is up to the challenge of keeping up with this West Virginia offense. Um, now, we've seen the, the Texas defense play really, really well, um, particularly thinking about the the Red River shootout. And I'm going to call it a shootout because that's exactly what that game was. Um, you know, So we've seen the Texas defense be able to, to do this. Um, but can they do it again now they're playing at home, which is a big deal? Um, both teams are passed first run second. Um, It's actually really funny. If you go back and you look at the box score from West Virginia's game last week, um, West Virginia's leading rusher was Tevin Bush who had 79 yards on one carry, (laughs) 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 Um, which is probably one of the best stat lines ever. Um, Lead the team in rushing on, on one handoff. Um, So, And the other thing I was looking at was defense because both of these offenses, you know, have the potential to be pretty prolific. Um, West Virginia's past defense ranks a little bit higher than Texas's. So if you're, so if you're looking at two teams that are pretty evenly numbers wise, um, that might be the differentiating factor here. I, I said this before the, the, the Mountaineers lost in Ames that I felt like Will Greer came back this year because he was on a mission to, to win a big 12 title. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think that's the case.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think West Virginia is coming into this game exceptionally motivated, um, wanting to make a big statement. They haven't had the opportunity yet to make a statement on the national stage. They haven't had a game that is like this, yep. uh, this kind of spotlight position. Now, unfortunately, it's right up at the same time as Georgia, Kentucky. So have your thumbs ready. Um, you're going to be flipping back and forth between these two games um, or just get a second screen. I highly advise that. Um <laughs> It's way more fun when you got a game on the TV and a game on the iPad. It's great. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think Will Greer has the experience in this situation to know that this is the first time his team is going to take national spotlight and be able to find a way for this West Virginia team to get a win. I think this game is super close. I, the line is fun um, because I really, I mean, Texas could very easily win this game. We both pre- predicted that um, Oklahoma would would win the the shootout, and then you know. Texas just kinda did some really silly things and won the game. Um that I, I, I think that can definitely still happen in this game, but I don't know. I just I I think West Virginia seems to be playing with a lot of passion, a lot of purpose. Um, you know, they they absolutely destroyed Baylor last week. I think it's gonna be really interesting, but I'm gonna edge Mountaineers in this one, but but keep this one close by on on the on the thumb finger um on your remote because this is gonna be a fun one my thumb finger will be driving
0: um, uh, me and my Togie party home from Columbus when this, one, at least when this one starts. Right. Um, but I'll be able to, I'll be able to see the end. I, I um, you, you, uh, you spoke for a surprising amount of time about defense and I, 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 I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of it in this game. Um, and yeah, the Texas did have a, a, an exceptional, uh, defensive effort against Oklahoma. Uh, in in the Red River Shootout, um, but you know oh, they still gave up a ton of points. And they did. Uh, and, and, uh, both teams are uh, both teams are giving up more than three hundred fifty yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and actually, West Virginia's statistically, West Virginia's uh, defense is 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 better, right, than, than that of the Longhorns. Um, but uh, but look, that's that's why this is going to be a fun game to watch. AJ, I hope you're paying attention. Uh, Texas is capable of being really good. Um, you know, we, we mentioned Oklahoma, uh, That uh, Oklahoma, as good as they have been, they gave Oklahoma the only loss of the year, but they can also lose to an iffy kind of Oklahoma State team as they did last weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I thought initially that WVU might be the best team in the Big 12, um, and then, you know, the, the loss at, at Iowa State, eh, there's some doubts there. However, I still think uh, West Virginia, in, in a league that is about offense, I still feel like West Virginia could be um, the, the the team to beat in the Big Twelve, um, and, and you know like, Oklahoma is is way ahead of them in the in the uh, in, in, in the playoff standings. I and I get that, um, but I, you know if if we're going to have a shootout in Austin uh, on Saturday, which is sort of what I'm expecting, I think this decision becomes a lot easier. Um, I, I think you go with Will Greer. Who's was, who was used to that kind of game, and his, his and his twenty-five touchdowns that he has so far in the season. Right, I'm, I'm picking West Virginia here. Um, next up we have your Penn State Nittany Lions. They are ranked 14th in the College Playoff rankings. At uh, we have mentioned before, number five Michigan. Michigan is favored by ten. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So. I don't want to spend a ton of time breaking this game down because okay. Michigan, stati- Michigan statistically owns every category in right. this matchup, and they're playing at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't have a ton of faith that Penn State can win this game, but I am okay. a Penn State fan, so I'm looking for the silver lining here to figure sure. out what can happen here. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way that I looked at this game. As I watched the end of that Nittany Lions game on against um, Iowa on Saturday, mm-hmm. and the game that you were very confident about, there's two minutes left to play in the game and Iowa has the football. And I say, dear God, you're going to do it all over again. Right. Um, and, and I actually tweeted, uh, you know, with about a minute or so left to play in the game that Nick Scott may have just saved Penn State's season with that goal line interception, mm. um, which, you know, was just a terrible decision making on on the Hawkeyes um, offensively Um but thank God that Nick Scott was standing there and was able to intercept that football because I honestly thought because Iowa was going to win the football game on that drive. Um, and they still, and the crazy, thing is they still had another shot to do it.
0: Yes. Um, yes. Yes.
1: You know? And so this is a Penn state team that you're kind of going, okay, so they lost to Ohio state and they lost to Michigan state. And then they had to edge out Indiana and they had to edge out Iowa and now they're going to Ann Arbor and it just really doesn't feel all that good. Um, what it really boils down to is the fact that is the Penn State defense up to the challenge? The last four weeks, the Penn State defense has not been up to the challenge. It's It's going to be very, very interesting to see if the team can be hyped up knowing that they can play spoiler. Is that enough motivation here to knowing they can upset the apple cart, that they can knock, essentially knock Michigan out of any hope of getting into the playoff, um, barring some sort of miraculous, you know, everybody gets another loss, which with this football season, who the heck knows Which it which,
0: which happens? actually yes yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is a legit possibility in 2018. Uh-huh. But um, is this team motivated to play defense enough to slow down this Michigan offense to be able to, and, and to be perfectly honest, Michigan's offense is okay and they've played well, but they're not prolific by right. any stretch. And so it's not an unmanageable task. But this game comes down to whether Penn State can play defense. The only other silver lining that I can find here is the fact that um, Penn State's offense—this is really baffling. Uh, Penn State's offense has actually played better on the road this year than they've played at home. They are um, 51st in total offense at home. Okay. 17th on the road. Cool. So yeah. So and that's something that you never see from a Penn State team because normally the, con- the friendly confines of Beaver Stadium. You know, you mm-hmm. like playing at home. Maybe playing on the road is the best thing for this team. I don't know.
0: And and, and as I, I as I maintain, the 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 home field advantage. I'm making quote signs right. for guys who are listening. the Home field advantage in Ann Arbor, it, it's not that big of a deal. It's a right. lot of people, but it's in a big open bowl, and the noise actually. I mean, it's 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 not as impressive as you might think.
1: And it's less intimidating than Beaver Game.
0: Yeah, uh, for, by far. By for a game far. at the same time. I've been time. both places. I've been both places by far.
1: So that's my hope is that Penn State can find some motivation to upset the apple cart. The defense can finally come around. The offense can continue its trend of playing better on the road and that the Nittany Lions can find some way to play spoiler in the big 10 and pull out a win. That's that's my hope as a fan, the numbers and with Michigan coming off a bye, it doesn't look good, but man, we are, come on, do this. We are. Yes. Yeah. You need, you need, I, you
0: need, a wee I, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. I would, I would totally be fine with Penn state win. Um, and, and, and Penn state is good enough to win there. Um, however, uh, I I would say as hard as I was on Jimmy Harbaugh and his somewhat puzzling offense earlier this season, I, I, they, they've improved yeah. I and, mean, and, and, and it's noticeable. Shane Patterson, um, I still don't think Shea Patterson is the guy that everybody in the Ann Arbor thought he was going to be, um, but he's more comfortable. Uh, he's more effective. There's a solid running game behind him. As you, as you said, this is, this is not a lights-out Michigan offense. Right. Um, but, it, but it's, it's better, uh, it, and, and especially in the last three weeks. And then you add to that Michigan's defense – Michigan's defense is is as good as 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 we were led to believe, and and, and perhaps even better. Um, and this is this is a team that has has turned things around uh, in the middle uh, to the latter part of the season. Um. So so I, they come into this undefeated since the opening week, lost to Notre Dame. They're number five, uh, Penn State. I, it's just it, it is hard to say. They they have the talent. Um, especially offensively, they have the talent to keep up with. They have, they have the talent to do more than just keep up with Michigan. They, right. they should outscore Michigan. Um,
1: but can they stop them?
0: But can they stop them? And that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you're, you're, you're shaky against Indiana two weeks ago. Um, th- there's no shame in being shaky, at, even at home against Iowa. But I'm. I'm. It's. It is the defense that is a question. Uh, they're they're giving up almost four hundred yards a game. They're giving up twenty-two points a game. Um and 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 look, we're 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 in November. When on Saturday, we're in November and we're at the point where um uh Big Ten championship contending teams have to play defense. And I'm trust me, I'm 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 aware of Ohio State's shortcomings in, in this in this in this category as, as we get started with the last few weeks of the season. Um but that's what it feels like for penn state too. Yeah. Uh and and so, you know, I'm I'm okay, look, it's it's 9:53 and and Michigan still sucks. Um <laughs> but I I think Michigan wins this on Saturday. Uh our last game and this is this is our wild card game uh and at, 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 at this point uh for the college football playoff. Number 1 Alabama at number three LSU, a few years ago, we would have picked this game to be, uh, you know, six to two or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. These teams are – one One in particular is much better on offense now than it used to be. Yeah. Um, Alabama's favored by 14 and a half points <laughs> on the road. Whew, what do you think?
1: Well, and can you blame the, the odds makers for doing that? Because, I, I like mean, you, you look at this Alabama – just go back and look at Alabama's schedule oh. for everything they've played so far this year mm-hmm. and they have blown out every single team that they have
0: yeah, played it doesn't matter it doesn't
1: matter not even close doesn't even matter it doesn't matter who they played they have they have not been in any sort of competition whatsoever this year um even teams that you think are going to give them trouble um you know we all thought Texas A&M might be a stumbling block yeah no not really um, you know, I mean, that's just that, that's just that's just what Alabama is this year. You know, they're putting up absolutely silly numbers on offense. Um, Five hundred sixty-four yards per game, fifty-four points per game. I mean, are you kidding? Um, you know, these these are ACC offensive numbers, not SEC offensive numbers, right? Like, you know, we we would expect this out of a Clemson, not out of an Alabama. I mean, Tua's just got this this offense rolling. Um, they are the best offense in the country on the road. Um, so, so you add all this stuff up, going to Death Valley in a night game, which I'm actually I'm really, really happy that this game is is a night game on the road for Alabama because this will be Alabama's first true test of the season. This is yeah. the best defense that Alabama has faced all year. Um, you know, and LSU ranks 22nd in total defense, and and you and you have to say that that LSU is entering this game ready to play. And that might be the one thing that it has going in its favor is the fact that you cannot say that LSU is not battle tested. And this is an LSU team that has played. This will be the sixth team ranked in the top 25 at the time that the ball is kicked to start the game.
0: If I mean, if you look at, at what, uh, what you expect from LSU at the beginning of the season and you look at the schedule, it's like, Ooh, man, they could, they could be, they could have two or three losses by yeah. by the time they play Alabama. Um, so to get to, to where they are now coming into this game is, is really impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, what they've done is slightly remarkable, especially when we were talking at the beginning of the year. Like we knew Joe Burrow was a good quarterback. We were kind yep. of we were kind of scratching our heads as to a pro style offense in the SEC. What, um, like, is that? Is that a thing? Um, does this happen? Does this happen? And is that the right decision? And we were quest- questioning it O all, all over that. And it, it, it's worked. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow has done an amazing job um, running that offense. And you know. Um, it'll it'll be really interesting to see how he plays against a really, really good Alabama defense. Um, And that's probably going to be the deciding factor in this game is how, how Joe Burrow can respond to a, an, an exceptional Alabama defense, knowing full well that the LSU defense has the capability of slowing down the Alabama offense, but can the LSU offense keep up? And that's the question that we really haven't seen all season because LSU hasn't had to try to outscore anybody. Um, they've been able to rely on their defense to keep the game close and then be able to do what they need to do to win the football game. Um, that's not going to work against Alabama. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think LSU can keep this close. I think this game is really, really close at the half. It wouldn't stun me if LSU has the lead at the half. They're playing at home in a hostile environment. Um, Death Valley is one of the toughest places to play in the night game. Um, LSU is going to keep this close in the first half. Can they hang on in the second half? I'm not so sure. I think this game is closer. It's the closest game by far that Alabama has played this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We will find out the resilience of Tua and the the Alabama offense, the adjustments that Saban makes at halftime. Um, But, again, like we say at the beginning of the year every year, until Alabama gives me a reason to sit against them. Yeah. I'm taking Alabama in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I will admit to being conflicted. Uh, I am, I am pulling for LSU as I have been all year because you, you mentioned uh former high state quarterback Joe Burrow and what he's been able to do with the Tigers this season. Yep, yep. uh, I am pulling for LSU just because I enjoy watching Alabama lose, that's always that's always a, a, a fun bit of shocked and freude. Um, <laughs> and I think this is actually the best shot that Alabama uh, has to lose a game this season. Besides something really freaky, like a you know a, a, a field a missed field goal return for a touchdown in the Iron Bowl, because who knows if that'll ever happen. Um, <laughs> uh, but as I mentioned earlier, you know an uh, LSU would this weekend would make a, a mess of the college football playoff process, and 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 that would be especially bad for my team. But um, I think I can cheer for LSU without. <laughs> without too much uh w- without too much guilt uh w- without too much worry because i think at this point uh, to be completely honest um clemson's been good enough in the last couple weeks that you look and you think maybe they can hang with alabama and I don't see anybody else in the country being able to do that. Um, I I I don't think Alabama is going to win by two touchdowns in this game, um, because you know, at night game, rivalry, LSU, uh, especially really good defense. Uh, but I just I don't see it. I, I I do not feel an LSU win here. I I don't. As much as I want it to happen, I, I don't see it this weekend. Uh, Alabama wins
1: yeah.
0: uh, on the road in in a really really tough game, maybe the tough game, toughest game they have all season.
1: Well, and it's the co- it's the coaching battle too, and I didn't even bring that up, but you yeah. know, if, yeah. if, you, if you have to choose between Nick Saban and Ed Orgeron, who are you picking?
0: That's not a hard decision. Exactly, it's not a hard decision. Yep, um, guys, you can watch the Carlin Crappy Show for the duration of the college football season. Um, which is getting to the good stuff right now uh, by searching Carla and crappy show on YouTube and or on Facebook. Uh, if you prefer to have Carla and crappy in your earbuds, uh, you'll find the podcast version at an Apple podcast, Google play stitcher tune in as well as on your favorite social channels. If you like the show, please rate and review. If you don't mind your own damn business, will you? Um, Carla, any final thoughts?
1: So I'm going to take a little turn here because I think we've talked about enough college football games um, that there's enough to watch to keep you occupied. So I don't have any flying under the radar games this week, but I I must raise a glass as you were sitting in my beloved hometown of Pittsburgh. Well, not my, I mean, my beloved hometown is, is Erie PA, but, but I, I, I spent you know, a good portion of years are years. are. Come on, years. I'm a Western Pennsylvania girl at heart. And, <laughs> and I spent most of my form a good chunk of my formative years um, in this in the city of of Champions, as it might be. Um, and uh, in my my heart has been in Pittsburgh all week. Um, yeah. It was it was a tough weekend. Um, I, this is the first day since um, everything that happened over the weekend that I have not been wearing black and gold. Um, I, I literally have found that's that's true to my, my my Pittsburgh roots that I have various combinations of things that are black and yellow that I can wear in a professional setting uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: because
1: that's what you do uh, and and so I have been in black and gold nonstop since since Saturday and um, and we're black and black and gold to the polls to early vote um, and uh, it's it, my my heart is at home and I and I raise a glass to the city of Pittsburgh and say hang in there. Um, we are thinking about you here in Nashville. We're, the whole country is thinking about you, and um, yeah. and we love you.
0: We feel that um, it, it's been uh, the working in the airlines business. It's uh, it has been busy. Uh, it has been crazy. Um, it has been difficult. Yeah. Uh, for because you're just you're you're immersed in it all the time. Um, so that's that's professional me, personal me. Uh, there are I, I did not know. Uh, I, I have friends uh, that I, I did not know who have connections to the Tree of Life um, synagogue, uh, and they are struggling, and I struggle with them. Um, but it's been, it's been very cool to hear reactions from, uh, from the city, from the state, from the country, and, and, and literally we posted the thing on the, on the, on the website Uh, where people can leave condolences messages and, and, and they're, they're, they're coming literally around the world. Um, Mm -hmm. and that is a, that is a very cool thing to see that, um, that this has had the effect that it has. And, and more importantly, that it's, that it's had this drawn, the reaction that it has. Uh, so Pittsburgh is a sports town. Um, and, and I, and, and more than a hundred Steelers went to funerals today. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, some of them, many of them, live in the neighborhood. Mike Tomlin lives just a few blocks away from 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 where the shooting happened. Right. Um, so they are they are part of this. The other teams are part of this. Uh,
1: yeah. If you haven't if you haven't it, watched the Penguins hype video for tonight's game, they posted yeah, it on Twitter. That. that is. For anybody that doesn't, you know, and I've, I've been trying to post a little bit on my Facebook feed for, you know, I've been out of Pittsburgh now for almost 10 years, which is crazy in and of itself, but wow, really? uh, yeah, 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 we're getting there, we're getting close to the 10 year mark. I've almost lived in Nashville as long as I've lived in, I lived in Pittsburgh, mm. um, but Pittsburgh will always be home. And, mm. you know, I've been trying to share on my Facebook page, um, things and sentiments that I've seen that kind of explain the whole Pittsburgh mentality to people that don't really, yeah, it's tough, right? Unless you is, there, like, it's really tough to explain um, and the whole, you know, the whole idea of, of the resiliency and the, and the bouncing back from something like this, and uh, that that video from the Penguins. Go check their Twitter account; they posted it on Twitter. I, that sums it up better than anything that I have seen. Um, and and why this city, why why Pittsburgh will bounce back from this and uh, be stronger than ever.
0: We will, we will repost. I will repost, uh, with the, with the CNC show, uh, hashtag. So you guys can guys find that. Um, but if you've, if you've had nice things to say about Pittsburgh or if you sent a thoughts or, uh, or send a message to someone from Pittsburgh this week, we appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Um, Carla, thank you very much.
1: Yep. Thanks as always.
0: Thank you guys. Uh, enjoy the football this weekend. Um, thank you for your support of the steel city and we will see you back here next week.
1: See you.